Hello, welcome back to the What We Talking About podcast. This is episode four. Um, your co-host Ryan Alexander and my other co-host ditched me tonight. He uh, he's at a bachelor party in Gatlinburg, but it's all good because I have two special guests on tonight. Two of my favorite guys in general. Uh, my boys I talk about sports with every day and. Guys who will be very drunk together in about a month for his wedding, Lee Dominic's wedding, and we got Jake Stray around as well. What's up, guys? How we doing? Yo, yo, yo. We're doing, we're doing. Going good, going good. Oh, uh, what do you got? What do you guys? What are you guys up to this week? Code planning. Wedding planning. Simple wedding planning. <laughs> You're the first who has to do it all. I know. I got to thank for all the questions for the rest of my life. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Jake, what what are you what are you up to this week or today? What do you do? Yeah, same old, same old. Yeah, you know, football in the morning, and then we go over and get a workout in, and then coach baseball at night. Oh, geez, sports all day long. Who, who are you coaching? We'll, we'll tap into it a little more later, but who, who are you coaching right now? Uh, right now I've got football at Clyde in the morning, and then the Chausse Cattails in the Back Bay League over at Sports Force at night. Is that is that like an is it like an AAU baseball? It's a collegiate summer league, so I've got guys from all over. I've got guys from California. I've got guys from Florida. Oh wow! Uh, guys from the Bahamas, go from all over Ohio. I got guys from all over. Is there any possibility that these any of these guys could see MLB action or at least minor league action, or are they not on that level? Um, I mean, they definitely could get to that level. They're not right now. Okay. Um, this is kind of you know a lower level uh, collegiate league, but don't get me wrong, there's still good baseball over there. Nice. So what are they like? 18, 19, 20, 21? College uh, age? They yeah, they they range from high school seniors to about juniors of college. So anywhere from 18 to 21, really. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well we'll definitely get into that later. Um, what we are gonna start getting into right away is our Cleveland Guardian baseball team. Cleveland Guardians, right, Jake? Sure. <laughs> All right, that didn't sound too confident. But code, code's on the the guards train. Oh yeah, I know code's oh, on the oh, guards yeah. train. So so what's up? The the Guardians weren't really talked about much in the off season. Um, just kind of, I feel like people still talking about us giving up Lindor. But Jose Jose signed a nice contract to stay home with us. Um, but we're we're pretty young, aren't we, guys? Yeah, they're, I saw something today, and I didn't realize. Like, I knew we were the youngest team in baseball, but I saw something today that not only is our average age younger than every team in the MLB, we're also younger than every team in AAA. No way. So literally all these teams that are that are guys who aren't even in the league yet, we're younger than them. And that's crazy. We're the youngest, you know, organization in baseball right now. Yes. Geez, that's so. So we're kind of like a Triple A team playing in the majors, just from the ages of our guys. Yeah, and winning but, in the majors. Which and is winning in the majors, and especially. Pitchers, like pitchers and hitters, they're both both average age is like twenty six. 
It's insane. That's crazy. I, I mean, pe- people forget when they watch so much uh, NFL and NBA that they see these young guys. But in baseball, you got you gotta just because you get drafted, don't mean you made it yet. <laughs> As a baseball, is so weird, mm-hmm. like that, where like we look at these, like the NBA draft tonight, like most of these guys that are getting drafted, the top ten are probably all going to start. Yeah. Immediately next year in the MLB. 18, drafted, you're lucky if you're playing in the first five years. Yeah, that's you, crazy. You play in the MLB and come up through the system. And, you know, if you can do it in less than four years, like my guy Shane Bieber. Hey, that's your claim to fame. I'll, 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 uh, I'll always admit that. We all got our little claims of fame and the World Tribe group message we're in. And that's definitely yours. You called that shit. I'll give you that. But, I mean, to come up through the farm system I mean, there's not many guys that have done it uh you know Dansby Swanson did it real fast but he also played you know three four years at Vanderbilt so he was already you know 21 when he gets drafted mm-hmm. uh Natalie Rutschman you know just comes up through he he's been in the system a year maybe yeah gets, uh, you know you don't see a bunch of these guys coming up and through and so for you know the indians sorry guardians to have, to have uh you know an average age of 26 you know that's young that's not a whole lot of you know experience on there so, you know we look at jose ramirez and we still think that you know he's typically he's an, actually a young guy and he's you know probably by far the most experienced on the guardians roster mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of that's brian shaw how how old is Jose? I want to say he's like 29. 29-ish. If, if that. 29, 30. He's not. It seems like he's been on our team for a while now. He's uh-huh. just been so good for that long. You know? well, and he, he's one of those guys that we signed him when he was like 16. Yeah. It, same with his brother. Didn't we sign his brother as well? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where he's at right now. But like what, what Jake was saying too with like Bieber, and I think that's what they've gotten – what they've gotten really good at is they draft all these guys who spend time in college and pitch in college for three, four years, and they're able to move them along quicker. You see so many of these like first-round picks in the MLB that are 18, fresh out of high school, and they get Tommy John three times before they make it to the big leagues or flame out completely. I think the Guardians had a – well. If they were the Indians when they made the pick, the up uh, they took a pitcher in like the top ten that I don't I think he's out of league by now because he was just a young project and he never worked out where they with Bieber, Plesak, Savali, Stephen Kwan, they're taking these guys now who they saw him do it through college. They weren't really a project and they're able to move along quicker. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean the Guardians are winning, and they're just that young, so it's like inspires us, especially for the future when these guys do get year two, three under their belts and start coming together, you know? And we get some new ownership who might actually spend some money. Yeah, we can hopefully keep most of them. Hey, at least I got Jose. <laughs> That's the most exciting thing for me is, like, we've got all this young talent, and now we've got this new owner who's going to be the majority owner within five years and at least is putting some extra money in now that, like, we have this young team that we might actually be able to keep together. 
And I think he sent us a tweet code in our Roll Tribe Twitter uh, group message about he's like an investor, right? For that's what he does. Yeah, a professional investor. Like that. Whatever, whatever the hell that is. How, however, you get into that is beyond me. But I mean, that, got, that's like, a guy you want running your team. But yeah, like that's he wants to invest in making the team better. Like he's not just some random old rich business owner. Who has no clue what the hell he's doing or who he's paying. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So uh, you guys, I will admit, keep up with the Guardians a little more than me, especially since basketball is just getting over. So now slowly uh, starting to get into Guardians gear. But um, so so, uh, tell us a little about the team. Uh, Code, if you want to start with Jake, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, Tell us a little about the team, who the good players are, the good young up-and-coming players and all that. I mean, I think we can just kind of tag team them, but you know, like we said, they're young, but I saw something the other day that they're doing it kind of the old school way. They're not hitting a bunch of home runs. You know, they're not striking out. They're just, you know, they're playing kind of old school baseball. Uh, you know, they have their strikeout rate is the lowest in the MLB, um, and they hit into the fourth fewest double plays in the MLB. So, you know, that's just, you know, they're getting guys in scoring position, they're getting them in. Jose Ramirez is on track to have an absolutely unreal year at the play with the RBIs. Uh, yeah, the amount of RBIs I saw he has is just insane. <laughs> well, I, I think it's wild, too, what you were saying with the, the fourth fewest double plays because they hit for a good average, they walk a lot, they don't strike out a lot. So the fact that they are getting on base making contact but not hitting into double plays like you would think that if you were getting on base a lot making a lot of contact that the double plays would just happen as a part of making that contact but the fact that they're not even hitting into those like like you said and I I saw a tweet the other day that I think is perfect that that the Cavs and the guards right now are so similar that they're young fun and they're just doing everything completely against the norm. Like I mean, yeah. the NBA is going straight to, you know, spread it out. All these shooters, the Cavs said, nope, we're going to start three seven-footers. In the MLB, everything's about hitting home runs. The strikeouts are through the roof because everyone just wants to knock the ball out of the park every at-bat. And these guys said, nope, we are just going to make contact. Things are going to happen. We're going to steal bases. We're not going to strike out. We're going to pitch well. And we're going to win ball games. You know, yeah, that's, no. that's, that's part two. of the – Go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Or the Guardians that, you know, they don't have power hitters. You know, Framo Reyes and Jose Ramirez are really the only guys that can hit for power. And, you know, going back to the double play staff, part of it is – you know, like you just said, they're stealing bases too. You know, fifth in the MLB and stealing bases. And when you know when you can get on and you can run, you know, you take that out of you take that double play out of effect. So you know, I think that's part of it too. And they're just doing it, you know, the right way. And this this team kind of has, you know, 2013, 2014 Indians vibes too, where you know they're young, they're good, and give it a couple years and they're going to be really good. Yeah, they got put together. Add, you know, a you know veteran bat, you know, a little bit of veteran leadership, you know, at the trade deadline or in free agency this year, and you know, a year or two down the road, 
hopefully when we get a catcher that can hit. <laughs> if we ever get a catcher that can hit again. And where's Roberto at? Listen, Bo Naylor's Bo Naylor is coming. And he, he is, is coming. I just I looked at his numbers. He's hitting like 280 right now in the minors. And he just got moved up to AAA. We haven't had – you know the last two catchers that we've had that can hit have moved to first base. Mm-hmm. So, Jan had a couple good years. Jan. All right, guys. So so hear me out, especially Code, because I know Code's a bigger Cavs fan than Jake. But, I mean, you, you still experienced it all, Jake. All right, so 2016 or 2015, whatever you want to call baseball and basketball season together, um, when the Cavs obviously went to the championship and then the Indians went to the World Series. Because, what, the Indians went to the World Series in October and then the Cavs won that following June? No, the Cavs won, then the Indians went to That's the... right, that's right. I had it backwards. But yeah, it, was, it was like back-to-back. Yeah. Shout out, um, Drake. So, so that was uh, that. Obviously, that was a great time to be a Cleveland fan. Um, but how how do you put that up against like it now? I mean, obviously, we aren't in the championship games yet with the Cavs or ho- hopefully yet or Indian or Guardian. Jesus, that's gonna take some getting used to. Guardians, but like it's at least fun to watch these young players go, and you know they can grow. Um, Evan Mobley. Uh, Garland for the Cavs, even Okoro, um, Jared Allen. They just got a young team. Sexton coming back. And then, obviously, what we just said with the Guardians, 26-year-old average, and that's usually a minor league team. So it's just exciting to see these, this young talent and uh, both te- franchises doing good. I, th- I, think, I think 16 was such an odd year, like, like, it's incomparable just because, like, we knew that the Cavs were going to have a chance to get back there. Mm-hmm. And for them to do it was, and the way they did it was insane. But then the Indians, like, we thought they'd be solid. You know, they were okay in 15. Frankie came up in 15. Like, we knew we'd have him. Kluber won the Cy Young in, 15, or in 14. So, like, we knew we had some pieces, but... Jose in 16 started the year as a utility guy. We signed freaking Juan Uribe's 39-year-old. Oh, he was big ass third baseman. Oh, yeah, and he was like God. Jose wasn't even like supposed to be anything, and he had this breakout year. Napoli was just everyone. Napoli and Rajai were both just who we thought were more out of their prime old dudes who the Dolans like to spend their money on that never pan out and they just went crazy. Like the vibes around that team. And it was like, it was amplified by that Cavs championship. Like everyone was on such a high from the Cavs, And then just the Indians like just kept rolling with it, you know, yeah. and then for them to get all the way to the world series. And then, because then from that point on, like that was such a high that then those next few years, it was almost, like, it was fun because we were good in both sports, but, like, it was – it made it hard with the expectations. Like, we were supposed to be good. Yeah. So then every loss for the Cavs was, you know, put under a microscope. Mm-hmm. And then – especially with KD on the Warriors. And then the Indians were, you know, 
they went on that 22 game win streak the next year and then they choke in the playoffs and then it's just like every year they just kind of got worse and now we're just finally to that point same with the Cavs you know 17 we didn't even though we were close if Corver makes that freaking three in the corner it's 2-1 going into game four like who knows what could have happened but then 18 obviously Kyrie leaves the Indians got worse in 18 like it just started to go downhill, and now we're finally – there's just excitement. There's The expectations aren't really there. That's what was so fun about this Cavs team. Mm-hmm. No one – I mean, I think – I mean, I made the bet with you guys that they make the playoffs, which they freaking screwed the pooch on that. But Yeah, they really did. I, I, I bemoed you before the season was even over yeah. because I thought they were going to make it. <laughs> it was like and, – and I was kind of on a whim, but I, I didn't think they'd be as fun – as they were. And that's the same with the Guardians. Like, yeah. I think I, I don't know if I told you or guys I teach with, I was, or my students that were like, oh, we're going to suck. I'm like, we have Tito, we have Jose, we have a good pitching staff. We're going to win 85 games. I don't know if we're going to be in the playoffs. I don't know if we're going to be winning a World Series, but we'll win 85 games because that's just yeah. what the organization does. Like, that's it, what we truly, yeah. But, but still, just to see them, especially they ain't got to a great start. Like, it's just that excitement of not having those expectations and proving everybody wrong that I think Cleveland's kind of always been about, um, which was weird those, like, four years when we were supposed to be good and then you disappoint and then everyone can just shit on you again. Mm-hmm. Now it's back to that excitement that no one really expects anything out of us and we can just go and prove everybody wrong. That's why I'm pumped to... We got the Red Sox this weekend, the Yankees next weekend. I, and then we just beat one of the series against the Dodgers. It's like these are the series that we can prove ourselves. You know, you you were talking about 2016 and, you know, how each year it kind of got worse and worse. And, you know, we were on such a high from the Cavs and then the Indians kept rolling with it. And then you go to the Browns that year. You know, it was almost it was almost Cavs championship. Should have been Indians championship if Tyler Nakin catches a freaking fly ball. Facts. And then you go to the Browns and are absolutely pathetic that year. I mean, that that right there is just the epitome of Cleveland, Cleveland sports. No, honestly, we're not New York where or L.A. where they usually have three good teams, but. Yeah, I mean, being from Ohio, obviously, has bias in this uh, answer, but it's kind of more fun that way when you don't know, right? <laughs> and yeah. you just and you know you're not a big free mar- uh, big market, so you're not going to get all the free agents and blah blah blah. But when you're good, it's more impressive that way, you know. And you know, you you talk about big markets, and I hate them. I absolutely hate the Yankees, but man, are they good this year? Yeah, I they're on a lot out here in New Jersey just because we're close, and I have to watch them all the time. And I'm just like, oh, I hate these guys, but they are damn good. Yeah, and they're pitching like it's not even these big name bats, and I mean big name bats are been good too, but like I think they have the best pitching staff in baseball, starters and bullpen, and those aren't guys that they've been going out and spending money on. Like Nestor, that guy with the mustache, is a freaking beast. I don't know where the hell he came from. But I know they didn't pay him a hundred million. Yeah, right, right. You know it would be a good way to get around those big name bats, Cody? Like Aaron Judge? To walk him. Uh, probably just shouldn't pitch to him. 
Hey, shout out Tanner Trent. I guess we'll see if he watches the pod or not, if he'll respond to this. Text per Clinton and calls bitches if you hear this, Tanner, or I know you don't watch this shit. Listen to this shit. All right, boys. So uh, I, I want both of you guys' opinion on this one. Um, what? How, how many games are we in the baseball season now? About. Oh, are you talking the rest of the league or us? Because we have like 10 <laughs> we, last we have, we have lost quite a few. It's rained every freaking day in Ohio for the past month. But I think today made us, I think, 636-29. So we're like 65 games in. So we still got 100 games left. We're, we're right. 65 in, and, you know, the rest of the league's at 71. So. <laughs> all right, all right. So we have about 100 more games left. We're, I think we just went back down to second in the division. Oh, no, we're so tied. First. We are tied for first. Did we win today? Three up in the loss. One nothing. Matters. You can make up wins. You can't make up losses. Okay, okay, okay. So we're tied for first. So what? So what's kind of your guys is like? I like obviously you want a World Series, but like what? What's your like expectations um, from this team that you've seen so far? Is it kind of like make the playoffs and just? get these young guys a feel for the playoff atmosphere for baseball? Because obviously we know the MLB playoffs is one of the best uh, playoffs in sports just because everyone's on their feet every pitch, and it, it, it's a crazy atmosphere. Um, so, so what's kind of your guys' um, – like what are you guys hoping for for the Indians this year? Or Guardians? Realistically, I think that, you know, with this young team, like they're hot right now. Don't get me wrong. They, they started off never – they're hot right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, then they're going to fall off at some point. They're going to, you know, kind of tail off and not be as hot. You know, yeah, I think if they can, you know, flip and slip into a wild card or, you know, that extra playoff spot that they added, you know, just get in and experience a little bit of postseason baseball. I think that'd be good. Good. for even that. If, I think I was the wild card series. Yeah. Right, right now. I think I'd be content with the wild card series. For sure. What about you code? That's I I want to make the playoffs because again just like the Cavs where I was where I was so disappointed when they lost in that play-in was because I wanted them to get that experience of a playoff series and I think these guys also need that experience of a playoff series because it's different it's it's a totally different animal we saw in 2020 with that crazy thing that they had or whatever Bieber got won the Cy Young and just got absolutely torched by the Yankees, like blown up. And we know how good Bieber is. And it's just, it's that atmosphere. But like, I'm to the point now where screw it. Like, let's go win a division. I mean, the, I thought the White Sox were going to run away with the division going into the year. And they are not good. And I think part of that is because their manager is a decrepit old man with dementia, but <laughs> I mean, I look at Sounds like somebody else I know. No politics on this show, you bitches. <laughs> Keep going, Code. Guardians only. But what I think, what I think, we have the advantage on these other wild card teams. Like the AL East is so good, but they all have to play each other. Mm-hmm. They got beat up each other so man. many times. We still have, I think, 15 games left against the Tigers, who are one of the worst teams. Like, their team this year is, like, one of the worst teams in the MLB in the past 10 years. Like, they are so bad. Sorry, Fat Ray, if you're watching this. 
they're terrible. And I think we still have like 12 games left against the Royals, who also suck. So like, we just need to take care of business against those crap teams, play 500 ball against the good teams, and there, there's no reason we can't win the division or at least make a wild card. Nah, yeah, man. Got to stay healthy. Yeah, that. I mean, that's big in every sport. I. I hope they can. I, I would love because you feel like you're a year ahead of the process if you're making the playoffs this year, right? Because mm-hmm. at I, least you, you get your – well, go ahead. Between as good as the White Sox and Twins were supposed to be and the entire AL East, like, whoa, the Cavs just drafted Evan Mobley's brother. Oh, God, no way. Yeah. Is he, is he a guard? He's like a for like a bigger forward, I think. Okay. That's is he like listed as a small forward? Uh, it says USC big man, but. Oh okay. Hey, I'm I'm down for a Mobley Mobley lineup. Hell yeah, that's freaking awesome. Hell yeah, he he was USC as well, correct? Yeah, because their dad but, coached yeah. there. So, yeah, uh, hey, that's perfect timing. Let's start dipping into the NBA draft. Um, Cavs had pick, what, 14? Correct. So, who, who had the fur? Magic took um, Duke Boy, the, the Blue Devil. Yeah, it was kind of a shock. Yeah, because I, I really thought the Auburn uh, Jabari Smith. Yeah, I mean, the, the betting lines – like all day were well, like last night they were even with Boncaro and Jabari, and then at one point today it got up to like minus ten thousand Jabari, and then as the draft got closer it just kept moving, 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 and then boom. And then the Thunder took Chet over Chet. him Which too. I, I'm like, jeez. And I, I don't get that. I think that was one of those things where, like, they thought for sure Jabari was going one, and they had their hearts set on Chet, and then they were just like, well. We got to go with what we've been talking about this whole week. Which I think is where the Cavs were at, too, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, do you have, uh, Cole, do you have the draft, in, like, the results in front of you? Because who was it? Who was four? That, was that Ivy? Or No, no, Ivy got no, to five. It should have been Ivory, and I'm really mad about it because the Pistons – I think are going to be pretty darn good here in the future. Yes. And they got Jaden Ivey. But I did see something that the Pistons were one of the teams that were high up there to try and sign Sexton away. So the fact that they drafted they Ivey, the they're probably not going to try. And... Mm-hmm. So so who went for? For Keegan Murray. He went to he was from Iowa. So Big, Big Man had a pretty good first round. And who, oh geez, all right. So, so who who the Cavs get? Co, we don't need to talk about in between them. The Cavs got Ochai Agbaji, which I I texted you guys like like the moment that the Cavs didn't make the playoffs and I knew they'd get that pick back. I was like, all right, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd be more excited about it, but I think why I'm not as excited is because AJ Griffin from Duke was available, and I don't think they thought he'd be available. And, I, again, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where, like, they had their heart set on Agbaji. They thought he was a good fit. They met with him, the pre-workouts, like, his character. I know someone tweeted, like, 
The Cavs have to have a board in their war room that just judges players on the dog in them, and you got to <laughs> respect it. But hey, yeah, like, I mean, he Griffin from Duke. He was a five star, obviously at Duke. So like, you know, there's potential there. Oh yeah, a lot. I mean, if you're a five star Dukey, it's hard to pass in the draft. And how many how many times have we seen you know five stars go there be the fourth fiddle because there's three other five stars, not do too much statistically, not look like they have a good impact, but then they go to the league, and they go crazy. I mean Tatum Tatum was pretty good at Duke, obviously good enough to be a third overall. But you don't really remember. But he didn't like light the world on fire at Duke, Mm -hmm. you know. But he now, wasn't like a Trey Young in college. No. You, 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 don't, you didn't really hear it. He had a good team. He yeah. had Luke Kennard. He had uh, Grayson Allen. And I think he had Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. So they had a nice squad. But, I mean, he it's not like he did anything special at Duke to really remember him by. Exactly. You just knew that, you know, what he was as a prospect. So that's why he went third overall. I mean, I just got up his... That's got kind of a stats. He averaged 17 a game. Yeah, there you go. Two. Shot 34% from three, six or seven rebounds, and two assists. So, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything crazy when he was at Duke, but now he's first-team All-NBA, just led the Celtics to the finals. So, like, that's where I was a little disappointed that we didn't take that guy because that's, like, maybe he couldn't – maybe he's not going to be a Jason Tatum, but yeah. he could be one of those guys that does blossom into a really good player. But where I do – and. Some people that I've seen are mad that we took Agbaji because he's 22. But personally, I think that that's what we needed. Like, this is year... This is going to be year five of the rebuild since LeBron left. Mm-hmm. And all we've been doing is yeah. these 18, 19-year-olds that have taken some time. I mean, Garland was like statistically the worst rookie of all time <laughs> i remember that <laughs> yeah it was bad and you know obviously he's blossomed into what he became sexton oh, that yeah. first year was rough mm-hmm. Coro is still learning evan mobley is just a unicorn but like mm-hmm. we've drafted all these projects and the team's ready to to start winning. So like, that's why I like taking a 22 year old who has already made those steps. I think Kobe Alvin called him a finished product, which I don't like that wording. Cause like, yeah, I, uh, you gotta get oh, like better at something, but mm-hmm. you can shoot, you can play defense, um, specifically catch and shoot, which is something we needed. Yeah. Badly. Um, so I, I think it's, I yeah, think it's the right fit. Like he's he's the age of all these guys in the court. Like he's ready to come in. He's a winner and just won the freaking championship. And he went crazy in those three games to win them the championship. Like I, I do think <clears throat> that they were so fun last year because of the culture. And I think yeah. they were looking for a guy who fit that culture, but also had the game that they needed. And that's where I think he was the right fit and the right yeah. fit. Yeah, Code. So I, I think you and I are kind of like the same on how we watch and judge basketball. Like, I think you and I both prefer the NBA. I mean, I do, and I think I'd assume you do just the way we talk about basketball together. And we, we like, kind of pay attention to college, kind of, kind of. But, but, but um, 
so I didn't know much about this kid, so I've been looking up stuff just since we drafted him, and I, I, I do remember him playing at Kansas a little bit, so he's a national champion. He he played in big games, obviously, in the tournament, um, and like you said, being 22, I, I fully agree with what you said about that. Uh, we are If we don't make the playoffs this year, I think we all agree that that's a failed season, and we'd be very upset, so... Having a 22-year-old and not an 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old, whatever, is just nice because I feel like you could trust him more to put him out there in those big games. Because, mm-hmm. like, you saw, I mean, this is a chance, obviously, the finals, but, like, Kuminga, Moody for the Warriors, they were rookies. They were good. They played pretty good in the regular season when they uh, got the minutes and run, but, I mean, they didn't even see the floor in the finals, and I, and I totally get it, so... Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you said about him. Um, I yeah, I think he'll uh, bigger staff will be able to trust putting him out there in big games, and we'll see uh, during like closing time, even in regular season games, if he'll get some run if he's trusted on the court late in games. Yeah, so let's be real, and I, I love Jetty to death, but we just need him to be better than Jetty, mm-hmm. and I think he can do that. I fully agree. We'll do a uh, we'll do a quick uh, way too early Cavs prediction this year. What, what, what do you want the re- what do you want to see the record at? What do you want what seed do you want to see us at? Who? See, and a lot of this depends on what the hell happens. Oh, it's midnight. Midnight, Luke Combs. Luke Combs is out. Deluxe. Um, I got my I got my country listener boys on. Luke Combs is out. <laughs> um. But I think it depends on – in terms of seeding, it depends what the hell happens with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Because healthy, the Nets are better than us, just yeah. straight up. But they're, fire. they're gone. If they lose everybody, then that's one more spot we jump. Record-wise, I don't think it's crazy to say we win 50 games. We were on pace to win 50 games until – Everyone and their brother got hurt. A lot of we had the injury bug. <laughs> it was it was bad. So let I'm gonna go a little under fifty. I'm gonna say forty seven and thirty five. Forty seven thirty five. All right. Seven thirty five. And let me let me think. We got the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers. Heat. The Heat. Um, I don't know if you can say the Hawks, but. Two years ago, they were in the conference yeah, finals. But... I think we could be like we're around the same, the same as they have the Bulls. I, mm-hmm. I think, I think forty-seven, thirty-five, anywhere in the six, yeah, five or six seed, depending on the Nets. If the Nets lose everybody, I say we go for the five seed. If the Nets are healthy, just try and get that six and stay the hell out of the play-in. Stay the hell out of the plane is what exactly what I was just gonna say. So yeah, I mean we got we got three teams in Cleveland this year that we expect all three to make playoffs, right? I mean I know the Browns. When's the last team. time that happened? We're not we're not gonna yeah really we're not gonna get into the Browns tonight. I'm gonna have you guys on. Playoffs in 07, so never mind. I don't know when the last time that happened. Then. We're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get you guys back on soon uh, when football season starts get uh, ramping up, and we'll, we'll a full break. roll tribe, a full roll tribe podcast when it's when hey it's, before your wedding, bro. Dear God, all you six bet, of us. 
you you bet your ass and or maybe not the night. I don't know. After that, we'll do a drunk. That might, that might need to be a post wedding. Post wedding drunk podcast? Are we? Are, are, are we no, 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 no. I'm going to bed. Oh no, you're not. You're my roommate, bro. boy. We staying up late. Jack's casinos all night. <laughs> We, we visit. Are we close to the casino? No. <laughs> we, visited, we visited in Paris that night. Hey. But, uh. Waves. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Well, anyway, um, yeah, Sco Cleveland Sports. Uh, all right, boys. So, uh, first time guests, I'm, I'm going to need you guys to share some info. So, obviously, what, what year did I meet both you little fucks in i met you guys in 2017 well it depends where you know what do you want to say meet because i was <laughs> technically on your coaching staff your senior year of high school that is true that is true all right when did we start hanging out that's really well on that ipad <laughs> we weren't drinking together yet no we weren't <laughs> that would have been your, your I think, year so college. the first yeah the, the first time that we all was I still remember it. It was B-dubs because me and the Trents would go to B-dubs every single Thursday and Dan yeah. and Davis. And then the one day, I think Connor had Connor had his intro to Ed class with Stone and Eric. That's right. And then oh, you guys, before you were at B-dubs, and I don't know if you sat with us or we just, like, invited you over to the house afterwards mm-hmm. because we, we were all in the dorms and you guys said oh we have an apartment you we can come drink and watch sports at we're like oh fuck yeah that sounds good to us <laughs> yep because I, I remember because eric it was right around the world series time because eric came with me and connor to the watch party for jake um, didn't you go that too or were you with another group up there I was with another group, but we all met up because I worked. I worked with Eric that the summer before that at whatever the heck that place. Chip shape. Called. Chip shape. Because I don't think I I even really knew you yet, Jake, when he went with you. Because I think when I saw that, I'm like, Jake Stray. I I don't think I knew really knew you yet. No. Wish not. it was that way still. Kind of. Wish I just knew you from all your Twitter clout. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whatever. All right, boys. So, so Jake wasn't a Falcon. He was a hey, 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 hey. a semester worth of. Falcon. I was two for a semester. Get, oh, get, get the Firelands are out, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then, and then, where'd you go, Jake? Then I went to Ashland. He's so he 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 uh he got his wings flapping, not Falcon flapping, no Eagle flapping. So what? So what'd you what'd you study at Ashland, Jake? I uh, went for education uh, with a focus in special education. Okay, okay. And what are you doing today? Uh, today I actually just got. I've been at Plymouth for the last four years. Yeah, big go big red. And I actually just applied for and got a new job over at Clyde for next year. As a sixth grade intervention. Yeah, we got a Clyde Flyer. Hey, Cody, give it up for this guy. Give it up for this guy. Clyde Flyers suck, but still, still sophomore. I finished number two when I applied there. <laughs> Fly. 
they were always a good baseball team when we were, I was in high school. And football, definitely a good football team. Maybe you guys are just a bad baseball team. Hey, right. don't talk about it. <laughs> I remember, I remember Stone making a web jump catch on someone on Bellevue. That's all I remember. That was a self defense reflex. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um. Jake, we'll stay with you. What uh, what really um, motivated you to want to become a teacher? Um, and why? Yeah, why did you choose that as a career path coming out of high school? Well, you know, it's just it's something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just kind of the family. My grandma was a teacher and a principal. My mom and dad are teachers. Yeah. Uh, you know, my great aunt's a professor at Ohio State Mansfield, so it's just kind of you know been in the family and. You know, I won't lie, coaching played a big part of it because, you know, it's yeah. sports been a big part of my life. But um, I definitely am glad I went the special ed route. Good, good. So so you're you're teaching, you just accepted a job to Clyde, like you said, and you were teaching special ed at Plymouth, correct? Yes. Okay. So you'll be doing that same thing at Clyde Special Ed? It's the same exact job, just in a different building. Oh, well, there you go. A few more kids. Yep. A little Two bigger more. school. And a lot nice. closer home. Hell, yeah, there you go. Closer, inching your way back to Bellevue, baby. I'm going to be 26, moving back into Mom and Dad's house. Hey, save money somehow. <laughs> Well, uh, so are you, you coached, uh, football, you're an assistant football coach at Plymouth and you were the varsity head coach for the Plymouth baseball team. What are your roles going to be, or what, first off, what are you coaching at Clyde and what are your roles going to be about at Clyde? Yeah, I'm going to be an assistant for both baseball and football. So I took a step back from being a head coach, but at this point in my life, I'm all right with that. Mm -hmm. We'll, We'll get back there at some point in time, just not right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. All right, Code, you're up. Um, t- tell us about college. Uh, you, obviously, you're a VG Falcon. That's where I met you. What, um, what, so what exactly got you into teaching? And uh, yeah, like what kind of inspired you to want to enter education out of high school? Um, kind of like Jake runs in the family. Um, my dad's been in education his whole life um yeah i knew your dad before i knew you your guidance counselor and athletic director and i guess best no his last year coaching you would have been in eighth grade yeah i I never played for your dad oh yeah yeah you just missed him because he was he was still coaching varsity when you were in eighth grade, and, and then, then he went to eighth grade eighth when I went to high school. For a freshman, yeah, so yeah. you just missed him. Um, but so he's been in education. Um, my aunt's the principal. My I have a couple cousins that are teachers. Um, there's just always been something about it. Like I've always loved math. Um, I've always been good at math. So mm-hmm. when it came to choosing a topic to teach, it was pretty easy. Um, when I was in high school. I just really, I really enjoyed high school. I enjoyed the relationships I had with my teachers. Um, I always, like, I was walking around 
I could just tell the relationships the teachers had with each other, and it just looked like such a fun environment. And then I, I was lucky enough my last three years I had that um, awesome. with guys I taught with. But – and then I just always felt like I had a knack for teaching math, like whether it was tutoring when I was younger, whether just helping my own classmates. Um, yeah. I've just – I always enjoyed that. So, like, it was a pretty easy decision for me. Um, then I went to BG, obviously. Um, Talon's up. Yeah, and baby. Teaching at Buckeye Central last three years. And now I'm currently looking for a new job in the Cleveland area. So, hey, if anyone this podcast knows anyone. Hey, Carl, I got a question for you. What, what What's the reason you're looking for a job in the Cleveland area? Well, I'm getting married. Whoa, wait, wait, Jake, can, can we get some applause to the married man, about to be married man, oh my gosh. Thank Woo! you, thank you, thank you. Um, One month from today, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, the clock, one actually, I lied. Today, we will be rocked. We we will be, good Lord, it's going to be a party, and the I beach, am. The beach house takes on Cleveland, oh no. It is going to be a grand time. Um, but yeah, so we, once we, speaking of moving in with parents, once we get married, we're going to move in with her parents who she's been living with her parents the last three years. I've been living with mine. So we've been saving up all that guap, Um, but, but yeah, we would like to start looking for a house, you know, but the market's just, don't do it right now. It's tough to live right now. (laughs) Don't do it. It's like. Uh. It's not worth it. We're just going to keep saving up. And if the market just, like, gets even close to even, then we can start looking. But, you know, mm-hmm. we we all have, we both have good relationships with our parents, so we we yeah. don't mind it. It's not hard, yeah. Much that money's going to come back. Yeah, so. Yeah, it'll be nice to save up and be, be able to get a new place, hopefully, when – the world gets a little back together here soon, mm-hmm. just with inflation and all that. But uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, so you had your bachelor party what two weekends ago? Now what or one week? Yeah, we, yeah, it'll be two weeks from Saturday. We left. Tell us about it. How was it? Were you sober any nights? You better say no. <laughs> Honestly. Monday I was because we were at the casino and your boy was not about to go to the casino drunk. Yeah. So it but it was it was a good time. We went out downtown Grand Rapids Saturday night, hit up some breweries, which not everyone that was there was too fond of because some people that were there aren't don't like like the brewery scene, you know, this water. They're Bush Light, they're Bud Light, Miller Light. So we, we they're like trying to grow up a little bit. So we didn't spend too much time down there. I didn't want anyone to have a stroke. <laughs> so then we went down, found a couple good bars, and got pretty wasted. Oh yeah. Rough. Um, but then Sunday night was probably my favorite night. We just kind of treated it like a throwback beach house night. We just had a bunch of tables up. We played cornhole, beard eye, a uh, couple big games of boom, some flip cup. Like it was, it was like we rewound three years in time. 
Awesome. It was fun. It was it was my kind of bachelor party. You know, I don't need to go to strip clubs and shit. I just yeah, hey. the boys that's, getting that's, drunk. That's the point. You you want to do what you want to do on your bachelor party. You don't want to do shit that you might think your friends might want to do. It's your bachelor party, so. Yep. Hell yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Me and Jake both couldn't be there. I'm sorry. I wish we could have. Uh, it's okay. We'll make it up on your on your eventual your eventual bachelor parties. <laughs> you don't know who he's talking to, Jake. No, he don't. <laughs> hey, how about we just make it up in a month from today? At your wedding. That works. <laughs> so that that's works. a for sure thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, hell yeah. What what else is up, guys? Anything? What you guys are so it's the summer. Obviously, you guys are teachers. You guys work in the summer. You guys just kind of take the time off and do whatever the hell you want because you're still getting money. I mean, I'm absolutely still, not. Still busy as can be with coaching. I'm at client get there about six thirty and we get done about nine and I get done lifting between anywhere between 10 45 and 11 15 and then come home eat shower go to baseball yeah sports all day hey it could be worse i guess and mine mine is bait i'm not working i used to work cedar point cash control in the summers but retired from that last year but i'm just basically doing any wedding planning that kelsey tells me to do (laughs) Other than that, just kind of enjoying my last last month living in Sandusky, I guess, you know. Trying oh, for to help sure. My friends as much as I can, go down by the lake and stuff as Definitely. much as possible. Definitely. Cody. Go ahead. So what? you used to do cash control, right? Mm-hmm. Is cash control even a thing anymore since Cedar Point is cashless? Uh, barely. They have a few people that are in charge of... Though, like the machines that because you can go it's basically like an ATM like a reverse ATM where you go you throw in like 200 bucks and it loads it onto like a prepaid debit card but like it's not only at Cedar Point it's not like if you go to Kalahari and load up one of those game cards and you can only use it on games you know it's like it gives you like an American Express type of thing so then say you only spend 100 at Cedar Point you can just go to McDonald's or wherever and use it. Um, so they do still have to do those machines and like credit card slips and everything. And then <coughs> the fraud team is like five people now that check to make sure that there isn't any fraud going on. So cash control does exist, but not the job I used to do. That is obsolete, which is kind of sad. Uh, times are always changing, aren't they? Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't even got damn cash anymore. I didn't even I didn't even know Cedar Point went cashless until you guys just said that. Because you live in New Jersey. Hey, it's been a minute since I've been to Cedar Point. I do want to go back. I got a pass last year. I didn't even go once. So that was a waste of money. I just got an email that you invited me to join your Skype. Again? Yeah, just the only one I got an hour later. <laughs> oh, you finally just got that email. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Hour into the show. Um. All right. So you guys wanna you guys wanna play a little bit of this or that? 
Do you guys even know what this or that is? Uh, you want to do a little explaining? Yeah. Oh, uh, me, Eric, and uh, our guest Andrew Klein did it. Eric gave Andrew and I, we did uh, running backs. Did we? Yeah, we did one running back and one – Jesus, I don't remember. He, but, but, like, he gave us Saquon Barkley. So – and then he gave us other players, and we said which one we'd take, and then we kind of explained why. Um, do you, are you guys cool doing uh, NFL quarterbacks, if I n- name Ooh. some off for you? Yeah. Yeah? All cool? All right, so uh, the first guy we're going to do is Dak Prescott, all right? Some Dak attack in Dallas. All right, so I want Jake to answer first on this one. We're going to do a little snake, then Cody will answer next guy. Okay, okay. All good? All good, as long as Stephen A's not around for this one. Hey, Stephen A. And Ryan Ryan T's here, bitch. All right, so Dak Prescott, Cowboys QB. All right, so would you rather have on your team that you're starting up and I don't really know how to word it. Whatever. Which quarterback would you rather have? First round, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, code? Ooh, we're thinking. Man, See, I, I, look, I look at the NFL in too much of a fantasy football lens. This, this isn't even a close code. Which is where my Jalen Hurts comes from, but Dak. Dak, uh, I, I I would also say Dak. Um, I mean Jalen, he could be great. Um, this is gonna be kind of a big season for him. I, I think we're gonna see some good stuff out of Jalen Hurts this year. He's got AJ Brown. He's got Devontae. He's got Goddard. I I think Jalen he's Hurts got, a good old season. He's got I mean, some toys. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is bad by any means, mm-hmm. but Dak Prescott is definitely better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I respect it, and I I agree. I agree. All right, Code, you're you're up first for this one. Ready, ready, ready. Dak yeah. Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert. Oh, Herbert. Herbert. MVP. He's one. Are, are, are you as Cody Dominic declaring a uh, Justin Herbert MVP AFC MVP this year? I sure am. All right, we got a hot take out here already with a loaded quarterback division. I respect it. Um, Dak or Herbert, Jake? Uh, I'm gonna go with Herbert too. I don't get me wrong, Dak's Dak is very good, but Herbert can do some things with the ball that only a couple guys in the league can. Uh, he's that he's got he's just got that playmaking ability for sure i i agree you know what i was kind of thinking the other day and i know trevor lawrence is on a bad team but i feel like if trevor lawrence can just be just justin herbert because i i feel they have a lot of similarities their game do to me and i think if i don't i don't even really know what trevor lawrence's ceiling is but I mean, if he can just be like a Justin Herbert, like, is do you think Jacksonville would be happy with that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Shit. Absolutely. Quarterbacks they've had over the years, I think they'd be good if he just became as good as peak Baker. 
Ah, uh, there you go. 2018 Baker? Is that is that is that what we're calling peak? 2019? I'd say 2020 Baker's peak Baker. 2020. What was he 17 draft? 18. No, 18. Never mind. Peak Baker wasn't a rookie. No. All that right. was the best year. Yeah. Uh, hey, good point. All right, we're, I'm gonna do two more for Dak, and then we'll switch switch up one more player. All right, Jake, you're gonna answer first for this one. Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray? Mm. Which one you want? And you gotta take health and all that into effect. That's where I'm. That's the only reason I'm kind of thinking about it. Um, I'm still gonna take Dak. Taking Dak, I respect that. I'm I'm still taking Dak. Just. You know, I think he's got a little bit of the leadership ability. You know, he, he had that gruesome ankle injury and still came back and played well. Um, but on the other hand, do I think he's, you know, is do people think he's as good if he's not on the Cowboys? Probably not. Very true. But I still think he's pretty good. Yeah. Code, Dak or Kyler Murray? Kyler. Taking Kyler, let's hear let's hear the uh, justification. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Kyler guy either, but that was quick too. I just think he can he can do so much, and he yeah. puts so much pressure on your defense. Like you you basically have to have a spy on every single play, and that <laughs> the things that takes away from what a defense can do. I mean, even when he's not playing well, he's just always a threat. And you and I, I injury wise, like I think he does a good job of giving himself up, not getting hurt, not letting himself get hit a lot. Um, but I don't know. And I think you get him a coach that isn't shitty ass Cliff Kingsbury, then his ceiling could go through the roof. But he is a little held down by him. But I still think, like, if I was if I was a Browns and I could pick. Between the two of them, I'd want Kyler. Okay, respect. Uh, both good answers because, I mean, that might be the closest one comparison to Dak. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys who would be close call, but that that one you could t- pick either way, and I respect it. Oh, Kyler puts so much pressure on the defense, just with obviously what you said is running ability, but – I'm a huge Dak fan, so I, not even really a fan. I, I just respect his game. So I think I would say Dak too, but it's so damn close. <laughs> All right, and the last and the last one for Dak. Code, you're going to – I want your answer first here. Dak Prescott or Derek Carr? And I know you aren't a huge Derek Carr fan, but I, I want to I get, uh, get your insight on this one. That's a good one. That that might be the other Honest, closest. In term in terms of how they play, like these are the closest. Like with Kyler yeah, and Herbert both live very more. Herbert throws a deep ball like crazy, like it's just in the pocket, but I feel like Carr and Dak play pretty similar. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Should I, I give you guys a heads up about this one? 
I think I'd have to go. I think I'd go with Carr. Ooh, Derek Carr. I respect that. I love Carr. And I think he's going to have a hell of a year this year, too, with Devontae. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see that whole division just kill each other. It's going to be, there's going to be some awesome games, a lot of high scoring games, a lot of throwing the ball, which is why I think he's going to MVP because he's going to throw the ball a ton. There are going to be a lot of primetime games out of those, that division for sure. Jake, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott. I think I probably have to go to Derek Carr too. Derek Carr, okay, and he's been on the Dak train. I've been on the Dak train. I think, I think you kind of saw it last year. I think Derek Carr kind of got a, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and started kind of playing, you know, like he was the dude. And I think mm-hmm. if he does that again this year, he's going to be damn good. And and I mean, he he probably gave Cincy the hardest. Probably the hardest game out of the AFC, you could argue. Oh, yeah. What was that, five points? Other, the, other than the Chiefs, but. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs were winning early, and then since uh, he just came back and kind of destroyed, not destroyed them because they went to OT. But, yeah, other than the Chiefs, I mean, the Raiders gave them, gave them a good fight, too, in that first-round game. Because that was a wild-card game, right? Yeah, that was the first game. If it wasn't for... What's his face with the kick? Like oh, all the other right. games. That's right, because that's the Chargers didn't make it because of that field goal. Yep. That's right. All right, boys, we're gonna do one more player and then and then we'll get <laughs> out of here. All right, the player we're gonna do, we're gonna change to wide receiver, and we are gonna do Adam Thielen. We're gonna Ooh. compare him to some guys. All right. Great fantasy receiver. Yeah. Who would like to who who want hey, Cody, you want to start first this time? Yeah, I'll go first. All righty. Round one. Adam Thielen, Minnesota Viking. I love having him a fantasy. That for that's for damn sure. <clears throat> who who you who you want on the, your team if you're starting up a team? Do you want Adam Thielen or do you want C D Lamb? C D. C D? Yep, and I I just think big play like Thielen is so good in the red zone, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's a route runner in general. But the things CD can do with his hands and after the catch, and with him, and he's another one like I think he's gonna go crazy this year without Amari. I can see it. Got him, Jake. Uh, Thielen. I just think, taking Thielen. I think he's just he's so consistent. Mm-hmm. Week in and week out, he is consistent. You know what you're going to get from him. You know, he doesn't necessarily have the big playability that, you know, CD has. But like Coach said, he is so good in the red zone. You know, he just, sure. he just finds pockets, and he is a fantastic route runner. He just, week in, week out, he's solid. Yeah, 100% agree. All righty. So I know this might, Cody's going to be a little might be a little biased to this answer, but Jake's going to answer first. And I guess we'll see him with all of Russell Wilson this year. Adam Thielen or Tyler Lockett? Cody Thompson. That's my answer. <laughs> Shout uh, out Cody Thompson if he watches the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, still Thielen. 
Thielen. Code? I'm going to go with Thielen here, too. And it comes back to what Jake said about consistency. I love Tyler Lockett, but my man's is the least consistent guy in the league. I mean, he'll have 203 touchdowns one day, and the next he'll have, <coughs> excuse me, he'll have two catches for 15 yards. A lot of touchdowns. Yeah. 203 yards? Wait, what did I say? You said, said 200 touchdowns. touchdowns. Oh, my bad. 200 yards, three <laughs> touchdowns. Sorry. Hey, that you are very right about that. Tyler Lockett <laughs> is up and down. <laughs> and that's another one where I'm – I mean, he had Russell Wilson throwing him bombs. Now he's going to have Drew Locke lucky to get him the ball 20 yards downfield. So it might be a nightmare. And I know you're a big Drew Locke guy, Rye, so I, I'm sorry. Hey. Gonna be a nasty duo, bro. I, I might draft the whole Seahawks roster. Oh DK, God. DK Lockett and Drew Lock and they go off for me oh, this year. God, I'm all in on the 0 17 Hawks, baby. Give me CJ Stroud. Hey, I, I don't blame you. I think he'll be pretty damn good. Who's up, Code? You up first this time? Yeah. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. We're gonna do. I just. I'm having a brain fart. I just had this guy in my mind. Who was I thinking of? Who was I thinking of? Adam Thielen. I mean, yeah, him, but... Oh, okay. Who was I about to compare him to? Dude. This is... Oh! Adam Thielen or T. Higgins? I think this is starting a team standpoint. Uh, see, I'm trying to think of guys who are like number twos because Thielen's technically a number two, but like they could be number ones anywhere, you know? Yeah, and I, I think, I think I'd take Higgins. Oh, okay, I like it. I really like his game. Yeah, and he's big. But he's still good after the catch. He can get open, and he's got good hands. He think I think I gotta go with T. I think he obviously they made the right choice with Jamar Chase. But if Jamar Chase wasn't there, I think T. Higgins would be looked at as a top guy. Yeah, I completely agree. What about you, Jake? Still sticking with you, and it's the consistency factor. Yeah, yeah. If, if I'm starting a team, I want somebody. I'd, can count on every game. Mm-hmm. You know, because he, he, he's not what, – what, I, I don't even know his numbers at the top of my head from this past year. Was he was he hurt a little bit? Dylan, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought so. Was, I, was, I just saw a TikTok the other day about how he was, like, top – he was, like, top 15 until he got hurt. Oh, okay. So he he was on pace to have a pretty damn good year still. Uh-huh. He scored a lot of those touchdowns. Yes, he did. Makes sense, makes sense. All right. Uh, we'll do two more. So, Jake, you're up first. Um, Adam Thielen. This is going to be a little bias or unbiasedness because we hate this guy, but Chase Claypool. 
that feeling. That's not close. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, I, 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 <laughs> Cole, go ahead. I, I second it. I Chase Claypool sucks. Yeah, we, we, that's you gotta give us a different one. I, okay, I'm sorry. I'm like sorry. He, he's to the point. Like I, I talk with the big Steelers fan, and he hates Chase Claypool more than we do. I think. Oh jeez, and he's a fan of the team. All right, well, I guess, I guess you're right. <laughs> um, last last one, Cody, you're up. I gotta think of a really good one then, if it's gotta be the last one. Let's do. See, I think this is a good one, but I know Cody doesn't like this guy. But whatever. Uh, Adam Thielen or Mike Williams? Oh, man. Thank God I have to go with Mike. <laughs> he's he's in the same category as with Lockett with consistency, but his bad is not like bad. Lockett's bad. Like Lockett's bad is two catches, fifteen yards. Mike Will's bad is like five catches, forty yards. Mm-hmm. But his good is incredible. Yeah, he's good in the red zone. He's good with the deep ball, I, th- I think. He's good after the catch. I think I'd have to go with Mike Will. He'll probably have a monster year with Herbert getting just older, too. Jake, yeah. Jake, what about you? Who are you taking? That one's tough. Just be Probably Mike, too. My oh Adam Thielen getting kicked Ooh. out by both the boys. You have a reason, got, Jake? No, but I got a running backs one for you. <laughs> Let's hear it. Fuck it. Henry or Chubb? Chubb. Chubb, baby. Why? Because Derrick Henry can't do shit on third and one. Chubb, <laughs> Mueller. Efficiency. No, oh, yeah, I agree. His efficiency is is second to none in the league for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna call out TikTok again, but this fancy guy I follow on TikTok, he's a Steelers fan, and he puts out probably a video a week on how Chubb's better just because. <clears throat> I'm every down. He's more. Agile, Derrick Henry is so reliant on that big play. Derrick Henry's a beast. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a beast, but he's mm-hmm. so reliant on that one big play every game. And he also gets a 35 carries a game. That, that always helps. <laughs> that always helps the stats. You know, but. Well, and you, so you talk about efficiency. How much does having a second, essentially number one back in Kareem Hunt help that? Because his legs are so much fresher than Henry's. I mean, he was he was still the most efficient back in the league before we got Hunt. 
And he was the most efficient back in the league with that crappy offensive line that he played under his second year. So, I mean, I think that can be a part of it, but but I don't know. I mean, also, <laughs> he's not much of a receiving threat, which I mean, neither is Henry, but I think that puts you at what can be a disadvantage for him that when he's in the backfield, you know that he's probably getting the ball out of the backfield. Like, he's he's getting a carry, whereas a guy like Hunt could do either. So, I don't know. So, so I, so I, which so. is where I was leading into was I think it also depends on, you know, your head coach, your offense coordinator, what kind of offense you're running, that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what? So yeah, we'll go to Browns quick before we get out of here. Um, I just have kind of one question. So the last I don't know, two three years since we've had, since Chubbs you know emerged as I think everyone can agree top five at least running back. We would say top three, top two, whatever you want to say best. Um. We, I mean, that's always been the Browns' identity since we've, you know, been a contending team the past couple of years is we're run first. Getting Deshaun Watson, and I know there's a lot to figure out with, you know, the suspensions and whatnot, but when, when we finally get, like, at least a full season of Watson going because, you know, we have him for a while, what, what do you think our offense is going to – do you think we're going to, like, change it up to maybe a pass, air it out first with – Watson skill level, or do you think we're going to be pretty balanced? What do you, what's your guys' takes on that? I, I think we'll still be pretty balanced. Um, <clears throat> I think even with Deshaun, Chubb's still your best weapon, and the Chubb-Hunt duo is still your best weapon. I just think everything's going to open up more. I mean, you're not, you're not going to have defenses being able to play the run as much. Because you're still going to have to worry about, at his ceiling, a top-five quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we stay balanced. I don't think we start. Again, we don't have the weapons, I don't think, to be a completely aired-out offense. Like, yeah. Cooper's going to be good. And I like the Najoku, Bryant combo. I like DPJ. But <clears throat> I think David Bell's going to be good. But... I just don't think we have the weapons to be a total air raid offense, but I, I I think we'll be more balanced. And I think even we've seen it the last three years, even when Baker was shit, Stefanski still will throw the ball in situations where we might think like, oh, this probably should run it here. Like I think he was still more throw heavy than he should have been with Baker. So I don't think anything will really change. And that, that's leading into exactly what I was getting ready to say. You know, it's probably the offensive lineman, lineman and me talking. We may have been around first team. We still didn't run the damn ball enough. Mm-hmm. You have a good offensive line. You have a great running back. You have fantastic blocking tight ends. Run the damn ball. Yeah. And, you know, we, we didn't do that nearly enough. Um, but I, and I think it'll stay that way for the most part, but you know, having Watson back there definitely opens a whole lot more up. Because, you know, you saw the all the bootlegs with Baker, but the difference is with Deshaun that he can get the edge and he can go. 
Mm-hmm. And he, he likes to go. Or he likes to sling it down 50 yards down the field. Baker the can't run. get the edge and go. So, you know, you they've got to, you know, actually account for a contained guy there. And, you know, depending on how it goes, they might have to use a spy. And, you know, it's it, it opens up a whole lot more. With, yeah. Well, Baker's not, you know, Ben Roethlisberger back there. He's not, you know, completely immobile, but he's not, you know, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, I think it just opens a whole lot more for the yeah. offense. Especially with the way the league's kind of trending now, especially today with all these more athletic quarterbacks than obviously in the past with Lamar, Kyler, just guys like that, it's kind of different, but it's starting to become a thing. Even a guy like Josh Allen, how big he is, he still loves running the ball. So, um, yeah, I think Deshaun Watson, I mean, we can all agree he's an upgraded quarterback, but it's nice that he has a little dual threat in him as well because between him running the ball and his arm, the amazing arm he has, and then obviously the run attack we have with Chubb and Hunt, um, it's going to open up a lot more for Chubb and Hunt than – they don't even need it to open up more because they already put up great numbers, but it's going to be fun to watch for sure when it all comes together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, all right, guys. Well, I guess it's 1 a.m. You know, New Jersey time. I don't know what time it is there. I haven't been to Ohio in a few few years, but... <laughs> But in a, one month from today, I'm excited to drink and be so – me and Jake, I, you know what? I hope Jake and I have our arms over each other at the wedding crying because we're single and we're just so happy for our friend finding love. You know? Oh, that won't be happening. Oh, that's going to be I'll happening, be, baby. I'll be, I'll be singing Luke Combs at the top of my lungs or finding random tables to beat on. For Dumbo oh. Zirin. I just put, I just threw it on the, our song list yesterday. Hell yeah. I just said. You didn't invite anybody I don't like, so we'll be all good. I'll have myself a good old time. (laughs) Hey, we're going to be around friends that we love to drink around. So is it possible for it not to be fun? I'm going to be a singing, dancing fool. I'll tell you that right now. Jake's going to be in his bag. I know I'm going to be in my bag. That bachelor pack going up in a month. You are you already know what's what's going down. Oh, mm-hmm. we getting down. We getting down in a month, code. Watch out for that Fairfield in. Oh, yeah. don't come to that Fairfield, the Cleveland Fairfield in. I don't know where the hell it's at, but don't be yeah, showing up that. You know what? <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I appreciate you both coming on. Um, definitely gotta have you guys on many more times talk about more guardians baseball um obviously when the browns come back uh we'll have eric back and we can all sit down and talk about that and we do need a role tribe uh you cody jake ben mueller stone scott eric wheeler me all together just to bullshit about sports maybe maybe around the wedding or maybe like when the guardians make the playoffs we can all hop on together since we're role tribe I think we need a a post wedding recap. I agree. That would be fun. Just stories. Monday night after the wedding. I am totally down. Just all this drunk stories that we and stupid stuff we did. 
that will be a fantastic worker. He's getting yelled at by my sister or something or other. Hey, I can, I hope he is. <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you again. It was great talking to you guys. Of course. Thanks for having us. Of course, of course, of course. All right, boys. I will talk to y'all soon. You guys stay good. You guys keep grinding. Proud of you both. And always, Roll Tribe. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. This is episode four of the What We Talk About podcast with Jake Strayer and Cody Dominic. I'm your co-host, Ryan Alexander. Until we talk again next time, peace out.